Lenza. It's the latest craze on social media. Avatars. Everywhere you look, you see avatars. Not the movie with the view characters, but people's imagined, machine-imagined, machine-imaged photos of themselves. You send them the photos, they send you back renditions. Some people think they're very beautiful. Others have been exploited. Others are having psychological issues because they suffer with body dysmorphia. Artists are having issues because the artificial intelligence is sometimes taking over the ability of artists to make money. It's not just a one-sided situation, it's multifaceted. Join me today with my guest, Mr. Lawrence Reynolds, a world-renowned artist worked on DC Comics, Star Wars, Marvel. This guy does it all. He's amazing. We have an amazing show to break this topic down. Come on, people. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Let's Chew the Gum. I'm your host, Dr. K. Each time you tune in to Let's Chew the Gum, you can be sure of one thing. We always have. Something for your... Welcome to this latest edition of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. And folks, we have another great one. You guys always hear me say I have special guests and and it's true. I, I guess I only like to deal with special people. And today is no different. I have a extremely special guest to me and, and I'll let you in on a reason why this particular guest holds a special place within me. Um, my guest today is Mr. Lawrence Reynolds. Now, Lawrence entered the industrial design program at the Center of Creative Studies, the College of Art and Design in Detroit, Michigan, in the fall of 1989. He later transferred into the graphic communication program and eventually majored in art direction. He recalls that even in art school, I stood out as the art director who knew how to draw. Upon graduating in 1994, Lawrence began his career as an art director, working on working on numerous national accounts doing print and television work. In 2008, he was invited to work on a trading card set for Iron Man 2. Since then, Lawrence has turned out work for numerous pop culture brands, including Star Wars, Marvel and DC Comics, where he illustrated covers for the Vampire Diaries and Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman. Lawrence, my man, my friend, my hey. guest, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? I'm this do- is so weird to be like on a show with you. <laughs> it 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 is it it is weird, right? I mean, we've we've come full circle in a lot of ways, and um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know break the break the ice not the ice what's it called break the bubble and let the viewers know why this is so special is because uh lawrence and i go when people say way back we go way back man i'm talking first and second grade (laughs) first and second grade first and second grade man and and it's rare to be able to have a 
conversation with someone um, for that you've known since that time. And, and even though there were multiple years where we didn't connect, you know, a few years back, we reconnected and, and have had a few interactions, which we'll talk about. So that's cool for me. Yeah, that's um, it's so funny how, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, memories will come back to you. I know in a previous conversation, you know, probably the first time you and I had talked in, oh, man, 40 years. Right. And, uh, you know, you're just kind of recounting things I hadn't thought about since you know, first or second grade and all that stuff just kind of comes flooding back. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Amazing. Amazing how it works. It, it is amazing, man. I was um, working um, a while back and still in the process of working on a biographic movie or a book um, about my life. And, and so, you know, my thought was, man, let me reach out to people that knew me way back then because they are going to have some stories or memories that I have, you know, no idea of or don't remember. And so I'm definitely going to include you on that just to pick your brain and see, because, you know, when when we kind of grow and move on, you know, a lot of that goes away. But people that we've encountered, they they still have, you know, again, different memories that we don't. So that that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, One thing I I can tell you guys, you heard all the accolades I read about Mr. Reynolds here, you know, the DC and and Marvel comics and the the trading cards, man, when you guys get to get uh, see, we'll we'll put that information out soon about where you can find his art. I, when I first reconnected with him, I told him, I said, I'm not impressed. You know, (laughs) the the, the world might be impressed, but y'all, I wasn't impressed at all because even the world's not that <laughs> no i think they are everybody I, that that sees your art that i know they're like wow i know the world is impressed and and, and if anyone sees this art they're going to be impressed so those that haven't seen it you're in for a treat those that have they know what i'm talking about but again i wasn't impressed y'all because when we were young young kids Lawrence used to sit in class. He wasn't doing work, y'all. He was sitting in class and draw. <laughs> he probably got in trouble a few times. I don't know. I don't know if he did. But, man, I'm talking about Marvel comics, you know, all the superheroes, DC. Mostly, I think it was mostly DC then. It was a lot of Batman. It was DC. Batman, Superman. It Wonder was a lot of Superman. Yeah. A lot of Superman, a lot of Batman. Yeah, yeah. indeed. But and, it was some everything. Yeah, it was some everything, man. And uh, I don't know if he remembers, but even there used to be a show... Um, Battlestar Galactica, and he would draw oh, the, yeah. the ships from Battlestar. Right, these memories, Battlestar Galactica, and there was another show. May have been, may have been Logan's Run. I'm not sure, not sure, but um, there were. I started picking up art from hanging out with Lawrence in class and on the playground, and I would go home and and try to recreate. And I'm like, man, how did he make that that boot? And how did he that buckle and and the waist? And I, I was just in tune with everything that that he was doing because it it, it had a great impression on me. So. Um, the dibbling and dabbling I did do with art, I can definitely say that it came from you. You were a, a big influence on me at that at that early age. Oh wow, that's that's big. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's true, man. I, and I can I can recall throughout my my life, anytime I drew, I would envision what you drew, and some of the you know he I, man, it'd be nice. I, I had some pictures of yours from our childhood for a while after I moved out of Detroit and, and just like a lot of things you move on and some things get misplaced, but I had some a couple yeah. of Batman drawings and different things that I kept, you know, and, and probably my mom somewhere in one of her chests, she probably will come out with some drawings that were actually yours and not mine. So that's pretty cool. 
That'd be amazing to see some of that. I don't have any of that old stuff. Oh, man, I, I, I just, hope. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah. I'd love to have that just posted on my Instagram. Yeah. I don't have any of that. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I, I hope to be able to find some. That would be. Um, that'd be a lot of worth some money, I think, man. <laughs> well, I think now you're overselling it. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would just be cool to see. You know, as much as I drew on, like I drew on everything. You would think I would, some of that would have survived, but I don't have any of it unless it's somewhere buried, you know, right at my mom's house somewhere. But no, nothing. yeah, it, it was amazing. So yeah, so that's why I, I wasn't impressed. I mean, I, I was in awe, and I was, you know. Um, very happy and very proud of, of what you had done. And, and I, I was happy because of the fact that a lot of people don't get to pursue um, the love of their childhood, right? Some, somewhere there's um, like, uh, it doesn't match up with their ability for financial gain or the lifestyle that they yeah. have. But to be able to see that you were still doing that after all these years, that was, that was great. That was great. Well, that, that either means I'm no good at anything else or <laughs> <laughs> I was just too stubborn to try something else. And, I, you know, I did a lot of different things, but I always come back to, um, you know, my love of art and creativity. And, you know, this point, um, you know, this point in my life and my career, I think I really want to really focus in on um, exploring my creativity on a deeper level and really making that work for me. Um, and, um, cause you know, we only go around once, man. So I don't want to spend, you know, the rest of my time, um, making somebody else's dreams come true. Cause I worked for a lot of people Yeah. and, um, you know, now I think it's time to really, really get serious about pursuing my dreams in a real way and, um, you know, not, um, let any perceived limitations get in the way and just really just kind of go for it. So Absolutely. That's my mindset these days, man. Man, I, I feel all of that. I feel all of that. <clears throat> and I say that because I, you know, in my own situation, as far as the creativity, I've always been a, a creative and I was sharing with the guests. It could have been last show a couple of episodes ago, but I was sharing with the guests that I had been very involved with um, the labor union as far as an educator and educational leader. You know, being the president of this and the chair of that and, and on the front lines, you know, to, you know, in, uh, influence policy change and, and here in California and across the nation and I'm at conferences and lecturing and workshops and, and all that's great. And I'm still very passionate about it. But there was one point where I was in a hotel in Los Angeles about to deliver a speech the next morning. And um, I was sitting there and I'm like, man, I, I really miss engaging in my creative side i always like to imagine and to you know create skits and to write you know that was my thing it was writing and so um i told my wife i said you know i think this is um it for me and i'm gonna do this speech tomorrow and i'm it's it and so um i said i want to get in touch with my creative side you know, i like to do all these things and everything in my life is so serious i was out of balance and uh, and again, I'm still passionate about all of those things, very passionate about social justice. But there's a lot of ways to achieve it. So long story short, that's what started the podcast. Right. That was what that was my first venture to just be able to digress from what I was doing. Right. And to have a say and just utilize my, my voice and, and share my ideas. And then it led to me getting in touch with my comedic side and doing stand up comedy, which I've done a few shows and, and I'm actually coming back to the stage January 14th. That's interesting. You know, you're, you're, you're expressing like this really strong verbal drive. And 
I don't remember you being that verbal as as when we were kids. You always kind of struck me as on the quieter side. And and that's true, man. I I really was. I was very observant, and I I still am, right? And and I I tell people, I tell my wife all the time, I'm actually shy. And she's like, "How are you shy? You go out and speak in front of crowds of thousands of people. You get up on stage and do comedy, but." I'm actually shy for, for me. Right. I think, you know, people like Michael Jackson had a similar thing. They could perform and whatnot, but, you know, off stage and whatnot, pretty shy. But you're right, man. I was I was a pretty quiet person. I didn't really um, associate with too many people. I was sort of a, I wouldn't say introverted, you know, um, but you're right. I, I was that way. So it, it, it all came yeah. out. Yeah, man. So that that's where I'm at now in, in my life, wanting to, you know, create and express these ideas and and you know, desires, creativity, creative desires I've had throughout my life. And then that's where the, you know, the whole idea for the, the television channel came about. So I was able to get into that venture to, you know, acquire a TV channel and to be able to help other people to express. So uh, I'm feeling all of that, man, when you when you talk about this point in your life, wanting to, to do that on a deeper level. I love it. Yeah, man, got to do it. Definitely. You at least try it, man. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to. You, you got to at least try. Right. Because you never want to be for myself. And I imagine you never want to be in that situation situation where you look back and say man i wonder if you know i wonder yeah. if yeah so all those things i wondered i said you know i'm doing them i'm jumping out there and doing them you know so i'll just jump on the stage or jump in front of a camera or jump in front of a mic and say hey if nothing else i did it and it, and it, none of it was none of it has been about um pleasing somebody else you know or what whatnot um if i got on stage mm-hmm. and nobody laughed at my jokes i still did it right so that that's the thing with right. me. It's it's not a it's not a, a race or a comparison with anyone else. It's just the ex- expression of my own inner desires to do. That's great. Yeah. That's uh, that's I mean that's the most fulfilling endeavor. You know, stuff that you do to satisfy your own, you know, your own needs and your own just impulses. Um, you know, those are going to be the most meaningful. So even if you know you don't get any money from it or any recognition, yeah, just to kind of know that you did it. I want the always. money, man. Wait, I want the money though. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go too far. No, but money is. You're right. Money is not my motivation. It's not the motivation. It's not the motivation. Right. Right. It's not yeah. the motivation. I think with good work, you know, the money comes. You, you know, I was I was speaking about the television channel. What's interesting? Um, that came about because when I was I was doing a program Instagrad 2020 and you remember this because, you know, I was mm-hmm. giving away all these prizes and, and scholarships to students all around the world, um, really paying it all out of my pocket because COVID hit and no one was graduating. So I made the freestyle rap and, and did all these wonderful things. And you contributed four pieces of artwork as prizes for graduates. And I, and I got to tell you, I just spoke with. Uh, one of those uh, former Instagrams, he was on a few episodes back and he was still mm-hmm. very excited. That was the thrill of almost his life when he got the 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 uh, uh, artwork from you. I think he had uh, did he get what is it? Uh, Thanos. Is that it? Thanos is the name. Oh, yeah. The Thanos. Yeah, yeah. 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 He got that. And uh, okay. people got the uh, the other Black Panther was one of them. Yeah. People were excited. I, I brought you on the show to talk about some specific things, man, some some recent um, occurrences and um, with AI, particularly with this new magic avatar app from Linza. 
Um, it, it's it's yeah. Lens has been around since 2018, but recently this release of the Magic Avatar app has uh, come out and people it's, it's all the craze. It's the number one bestseller on the Apple App Store. There's uh, joy about it, but there's also some controversy. So after the break, we're going to bring up the uh, comeback with the topic of the influence of Linza that it has on popular culture as well as human artists. This is Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. We'll be right back. looking for studio quality audio mastering but don't have a studio quality budget gold coast audio is here professional results without the professional price tag we offer competitive rates and a fast turnaround so you can bring your vision to life without the weight at gold coast audio we do it all from podcasts audiobooks trailers and even custom royalty free music to set the mood just right not only can we mix and master your audio, we'll also handle audio cleanup and restoration for when the crowd is a little too loud. So right now we're at the New Parkway Theater in Oakland. So right now we're at the New Parkway Theater in Oakland. And we're not just audio either. We're proud to offer color correction, color grading, and even video editing services. Gold Coast Audio. Contact us today for a free quote and see how Gold Coast can give your project the golden touch. Welcome back and thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring this show. We appreciate our listeners all around the world and over 70 countries. Again, guys, we appreciate all of you that write into the show through the email. Let's chew the gum at gmail.com. Please continue to send in your questions, comments and show ideas. We appreciate you. I couldn't be here doing this without you. I might still try. Right. But I really appreciate you guys validating what I do by listening in on the show every week and providing your feedback. So, Lawrence, my man, man, this uh, Lensa uh, magic avatar, yeah. you know, I had I hadn't heard honestly hadn't heard of it. I, I know about artificial intelligence, but I hadn't heard of Lensa. It's been around, mm -hmm. you know, four years now. But this magic avatar, I just few weeks back maybe a month i just started seeing on social media people with these avatars and i thought oh this then i heard somebody say oh my avatar is this and that and the next thing i know my pages were flooded with people with these oh, yeah. artificially intelligent induced avatars and my first thought was okay i'm not i'm, I'm not doing it it looks nice but i was i'm thinking about you know, the ramifications immediately, right? Everybody start doing right. this and I'm thinking facial recognition, I'm thinking loss right. of data and yada, yada, yada. Right. And all, um, of all of that. And then I, um, so I made, I think I made a, a couple of posts on my social medias um, on Instagram at Professor TK is one up there. And I think maybe on Facebook, Doc Tayari Kawanda, I put them there and um, it was some research done by a colleague of mine. And so I shared it. Um, and it talked about the ramifications and I, and, and speci specifically one of them, one of the 10 was about how it affects artists ability, um, to sell art, um, to be hired for jobs, um, creating original art, 
um, and the ways yeah. that this artificial intelligence can sometimes, you know, scrape your art and reproduce it without your permission and definitely without compensation. And so when I read that, I immediately thought of you and, and I sent you a text or email and said, hey, man, let's let's come on the show and talk about this, because a lot of people aren't knowing. It's funny you uh, mentioned that an artist friend of mine was posting about, um, you know, AI, because there's, um, you know, Linda is, you know, the one that's getting the headlines right now. But there are a couple of others that, you know, have people have been using for the better part of a year now. And they all kind of work the same way. But, you know, his big his big thing was, you know, this time of year, he gets a, he usually gets a lot of commissions from people who want, you know, drawings of their pets or, you know, their kids sort of in, um, you know, these fantasy situations, um, you know, things that you normally would go to an artist for. And now he's noticed just, you know, already the drop off. Um from his normal, you know, commissions where people now are just kind of going to these apps and making, um, you know, making their own artwork, you know, they upload a picture of their pet and they can make the pet, you know, into some funny cartoon character, do the same thing with their kids. You know, it's everything you were just saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, already he's noticing the drop off. So, you know, that's having a direct financial impact on at least one artist. And I'm sure they're, you know, hundreds more who get who have similar um stories um but um you know it's it's uh i have mixed feelings about it because on the one hand the technology side of it is really fascinating technology uh especially when you look at um uh applications like mid journey i don't know if you have read read up on that i got a story about that i got a confession to make now after you finish i'll tell you oh okay um but um you know i i I played around with it and i said wow this is really um it's fascinating it's also kind of scary um because um it's too it, it it really feels like a big cheat um for a, a really quick way to generate some artwork um, and bypass an artist. You know, it's like you're cutting artists out of the, the process of making art, which really feels wrong to me. But in the hands of an artist, I feel like it can be a really good tool to just kind of help generate ideas and, and sort of things to um, springboard off of. You know, like if you were just kind of generating concepts, and you kind of wanted to see, you know, some sort of, I don't know, um, you know, mystical, you know, creature and environment. And you just kind of play with colors and things, you know, things that would take you hours to sort of ideate on your own. You kind of um, use it the way artists use reference. You know, um, many artists will use reference from photographs, um, things found in nature, things, you know, found in life. And we'll kind of use that as um, uh, a jumping on point and developing our artwork. So from that standpoint, I think it, it's a great tool for artists. But the other side of it is it's a great way to cut an artist out of a job. Right. And, um, you know, I saw the same thing happening on the graphic design side where you have these services where you can just sort of you know, you got a business and you need business cards and stationery and you don't have a designer, but they've got all of these 
you know, sort of ready to go designs where you just sort of mix and match. And, um, you know, you do a job that took, you know, a designer years to learn how to do and you do it in five minutes. And so for people who freelance, you know, as designers, which I do from time to time, you know, if you've got a, a client who, you know, doesn't have a budget or wants to, um, wants to save money and, you know, let's be frank, just be cheap. Right. They'll just kind of, they'll just go and, well, I'll use one of these services and I'll do this, um, um, you know, I say cookie cutter um, design job. But the danger is a lot of this stuff looks pretty good. I mean, if you, you can, you can make, you know, some really kind of credible designs with some of these applications. They're, you know, they're getting that good. And, um, you know, that's the scary part. So it's kind of, it, it will, um, it has a way of devaluing um, the investment made by creatives who have spent a lifetime learning their crafts. Um, and, um, you know, it's very dangerous, I think. Um, but like I said, it's, it's a double-edged sword because in the hands of an artist, it's a great tool. But in the layman's hands, you know, it's like, um, you know, it's like the, 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 the person who goes on WebMD to diagnose their, mm. you <laughs> right, know, right. Their it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't agree with you, doctor. I read on WebMD that, uh, you know, I think I have this. Um, so, and I think that genius is out of the bottle. It's not going back. Yeah, it it's only going to get worse. It definitely so, is. So I don't know, man. Well, you brought up, you brought up some good points. You know, I, I hadn't thought of it. You know, well, maybe I have the double-edged sword. It, it can be a great tool. It is a great tool. And, and they look amazing. And, and to that point, my confession is I'm producing a play. And one of my students, you know, we were doing introductions or something or some presentation. And his presentation was amazing. It stood out far more than anybody in the class. Right. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't anything from AI, but it was just his own creative visions and the way his mind is structured. But he began to talk to us about, you know, he's doing uh, 3D printing and he designs these original designs and very creative guy. And he had talked about he told me that night, he said, yeah, something, something about what did you call it? Mid summer's journey, mid journey. Mid yeah, yeah. He started telling me that he said, oh, yeah, you can go on there and da, 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 da. And I said, well, I don't know about that if I have time. But I said, I am looking for I think I'd asked him about designing a uh, poster for the play. The play is a um, it's an urban Cinderella story. And I had some particular ideas for the poster. And so I told him, he said, well, I'll go on there and I'll send you a, a rendering of what I come up with. And I thought, okay. And I hadn't heard of Lindsay yet. This is before I heard anything of Lindsay, even though it's been out since 2018, I hadn't heard anything. I didn't even, you know, take into account that folks were messing with AI for art. Um, so I'm a novice in this area, but when he sent me the, uh, rendering, I was amazed. I thought, man, this is beautiful, right? The colors, the spectrum of colors and, uh, you know, so I gave him a few things I wanted and a few taglines and it was, I was amazed. And, and at this point, that is the poster that um, we're using. I have, you know, a thousand prints right here next to me of, of for the for the play. And it was after, you know, me doing some research on Lindsay later that I thought, oh, man, you know, 
Did I did I, you know, cheat an artist out of a particular job, you know, or could I have waited as long as I, you know, could I've gotten that back so quick from an artist to, to render that poster? So I have mixed feelings about it, too. But again, I like your point about, you know, um, ideating from or, or using reference, using it as reference materials or even, in, you know, incorporating it into, you know, the real life human art that happens. So you know, like with everything, but again, like you said, the genie, no matter what, it's not going out of the bag. Um, going back into the, out of the, the bottle, bottle, not yeah. going back into the bottle, you know, it, it's, it's out there and, um, it, it is what it is. Um, the other, and it's only going to get more sophisticated. Yeah, absolutely. As people use it and, and, and the algorithms are improved and yada, 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 it is, it's, you know, I, I'm, it's, it's, I'm thinking, is it going to be to the point where, this stuff looks like, you know, actual human beings, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, but, you know, this is it's like most things um, that when, you know, when we grew up you know again, I brought up Logan's Run as one show. And there's so many other shows that have the sort of dystopian type of of theme where here's mm-hmm. the future and, and sometimes it's, it's glim or, or, or gloomy and and uh, grim. And, uh, you know, there's this. Um, these entities that are taking over, whether it's robots, we can look at the Terminator movies or whatever it may be, you know, this is the beginning of the sky. Yeah, 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 exactly, man. (laughs) Because, you know, all those things, you know, when we were kids, we watched the Jetsons and thought, man, could you imagine talking to somebody on the screen or pressing a button and your food is ready or all those things that were there and they're here, you know? Um, I think it's the beginning of the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Like, they're making they, like people are sending them, you know, they're making these lens of portraits and they're just they're, they're being digitized and copied, you know, so you, they're making digital copies of you in a metaverse somewhere and you probably exist inside of a computer program, you know, as a as a digital avatar inside of a maker. How about that? Living, you know, a whole different life. A whole, yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, man. The, it's crazy, the, the man. Sims and all that, man. It it is, man. I, right. It, it really is. But you know, it is what it is. But you know, we still exist in hum as humans, and we're here, and and we'll see how that goes. You know, another aspect <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now, right? For now. Before they, for now. <laughs> before they turn us into batteries. Yeah, yeah. Power yeah. the next level of. Levels. Oh my goodness! You know, and and there was already <laughs> that talk about you know, um, us being utilized as. Uh, I don't think relays is the correct word, but, you know, our phones as we walk through phones and the ability to tap in through NFC and and other mechanisms to be able when you're going through, you trigger a device. You know, you may trigger a camera as you're walking by or it's powered or they're using the phones as networks to connect. I mean, more dystopian, you know, situations. But, you know, we're here. We, we, no matter what we're here for, like you said, for now, we'll we'll survive for now, however, whatever it would be. but there's some other aspects of, of this lens that I wanted to talk about, too, that I was telling, uh, you know, my daughters about and some other folks, some of the ramifications, such as um, there was a um, I think this was in Rolling Stone magazine or, or whatnot. But there's a, a Dr. Uh, Picus, I think the name is Tony Picus or Dr. Picus, we'll say out of uh, Auburn or uh, Melbourne, Australia who is a clinical psychologist that was talking about some of these, uh, particularly Lenza and others, magic avatar, making people 
who have body dysmorphia disorders feel worse because mm. you know you get the the oh. lens of photo and, it, and it's amazing and, and maybe you are on the heavy set side and it, it creates you and as a very thin person or, or vice versa um and it was talking about oh. the effects of, of folks suffering um depression anxiety um because they suffer from body dysmorphia and the things that this um program is doing to them and so that that's that's uh, really a real serious that's interesting. yeah right right um I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. It makes sense though when you think about um, you know, what people say about the um psychological influence of social media, you know, platforms like Instagram where, you know, everybody's living their best life and you you only see people's, you know, high moments. Yeah. 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 And you know, people kinda of feel like, well, you know, everybody's life is better than mine. Right. Right. And um, you know, so I hadn't thought about that apply to something like um you know ai art but that's pretty interesting. you know what i what i did notice I, I did notice that some of the pictures i saw and i'm not saying i'm not saying anybody is attractive less attractive but i saw pictures that made some people look far more attractive than i might otherwise think they are and it's just my opinion it doesn't matter but i you know right. no imperfections right everything is is, is in line and it, i thought it was amazing um and then I was also talking about, you know, some of these uh, renderings have uh, placed women in non-consensual nude or even close to pornographic uh, situations. You know what? Yeah. I um, I was a friend uh, posted something on her. Uh, she did this, the Linda thing, too. And um, she had that happen. Like, wow. Um, uh, you know, a couple of like, uh, you know, kind of risque, like really kind of low cut things. Some of them were like, one of them might have even been topless. Mm -hmm. um, and she said she didn't, it wasn't like a parameter she, you know, input into the algorithm or anything. She just, those were just the results that came back. And, you know, she posted it, I guess it was okay with it, but it wasn't something she designed to do. And um, I, I just, uh, Oh no, that's kind of that's kind of creepy. I don't know what's what, what that's yeah, all. Yeah, it about. is. It is creepy. There, there was a um, I don't know if it was a study or or an interview done, but it appeared on the CTV news website, and 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 it was a study. I don't know if CTV did the study. I, I don't I don't recall, but they were reporting on a study that showed that the app was um, doing this sort of more non consensual nude thing more so to women than men. And it talked about how they huh. uploaded, you know, so many photos of men and women. And a lot of the women were, you know, rendered as, you know, more uh, sexually um, explicit or um, and sexually um, uh, reference type photos, whereas the men were portrayed as, you know, astronauts or scientists or things of that nature. And I thought that was interesting, wow. too. Right. And uh, so some pervert does like. He programmed this into the code, and I, I don't. I, I mean, that just that doesn't happen by right. What, so what? What? What was one of the the uh, reference uh, references? Uh, references, excuse me, said that they m think it may be because of all of the um, sexualized photos that are out on the internet. You know, where folks are out there and just showing it all or like you say, living their best life. And they're saying that those being incorporated that and perhaps in this algorithm, it's assuming or taking that into account and producing these photos. I, so, yeah, I don't know. 
it's just holding up a mirror to us. Yeah. Like this is we're 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 sort of uh unwittingly loading the machine up with the reference that it uses to create images. Exactly. You know, just like just like the like, you know, it'll go sample art from all over the internet and pull pieces from and it just it just samples what's available. So the fact that there's there's such um so 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 many images like that readily available yep that you just see more of it being sort of reported back to yep. you that's interesting right that's an interesting commentary yeah, yeah and the fact that we don't like what we see but we we are putting it out there so maybe i don't know is that a dose of our this sounds like a star trek episode man <laughs> you know well yeah, yeah yeah it's like uh you know the machine develops its understanding of humanity based on what we put out you know it's like well no no you got it all wrong so well no right <laughs> according right to you, right you know how you represent yourself this yeah. is my sort of reimagining yeah. of who you yeah. are that's a it's a very sci-fi kind it is i don't think it would be so bad if you could give your consent to that right if there was some consent like hey this is what i look like this is how i'm dressing this is what i how i want it to be rendered versus you know a random picture from your childhood being sexualized or you just being sexualized yeah. in any particular way but you know again it, it's it's um you know buyer beware sort of thing you know you know this is happening so you know did you chose to in, engage in that and I, I don't know then there's the whole thing with the you know use of data and, and stealing data and, and whatnot. And I, yeah. I know the apps were saying it was something like it said, well, it, we only store it for 24 hours, but we do keep reference material for future use. Right. So what is that? <laughs> what, yeah. what is that, man? They're going to recreate you in the matrix, man. Yeah. And you just come up missing one day. <laughs> yeah. How about that? So, and we're, we're feeding the machine, man. I can think of so many, again, so many songs and, and movies from, you know, 60s, 70s, especially early 80s that that point to this type of, you know, environment. And, and we're, we're feeding the beast for sure. We're, we're feeding the beast. It's really something, man. Or it's, um, you know, the technology, we're so in, intertwined with it. Our lives are so intertwined with it. You know, we were, I was at lunch with a, a friend today and we were talking about, you know, we touched on this subject and we touched on just just the intrusiveness of technology. And um, remember the movie uh, Minority Report? Right. Where um, Tom Cruise and, you know, you go into a store and all of these screens will kind of, you know, uh, request your attention and say, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Reynolds, we, uh, last time you were here, you got uh, two pair of jeans. Uh, you think you want to try a different color this time or you, I mean, it's just, it knows everything about you. Like it's, it's just too much. Action. Sounds like Amazon always, you know, <laughs> last time you were here, well, yeah. right? I it's, mean, there. it's happening. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. A lot of people joke about it, you know, even with Facebook, like I just, I just thought of something and, it, and there it was on the screen. Right. And, uh, right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's yeah. there, you know, um, you know, what do we do? We, we are, we're in the matrix. We're, we're, feed in the matrix we're in, we're, we're in there um you know there's some folks that um have decided to you know be off the matrix as much as possible as much as they can you know that that life sometimes for me doesn't seem you know that bad you know do we get to a point where we have to hide from the matrix sounds like a good movie hiding from the matrix 
I don't know how you do it, man. It's just everywhere. It is. It is. It is, man. You know, then this is this is um been a great conversation. I hope that those that are listening, by the way, again, this is Let's Chew the Gum the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z. You guys, if you have questions about the topics we we're discussing today, please be sure to send your questions in to Let's Chew the Gum at Gmail dot com. And we will definitely answer and respond to them. If you have questions specifically for my guests, still email the show. Let's to the gum at gmail.com. I'll be sure to forward those questions. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or continue with this topic is is always welcome. You know, you guys listen in here where you're listening. We're also available on other platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, uh Spotify, wherever you find major podcasts, you can find us here for more conversations and special guests like this. You know, before we before we wrap things up, you know, I'm wondering and I'm very sensitive to this. You know, this I brought you on and wanted you to come on as an artist that that's, you know, um, really in this realm. And, you know, the story you shared about a friend already seeing the effects of it with the amount of commissions he normally gets this time of year decreasing. You know, that's that's sort of what I, yeah. what I suspected. You know, these this process or this application, the fact that it can not to say it's still the original art of artists um, violating, you know, violates yeah. all types of laws, copyright laws and whatnot. But there aren't laws yet on the books to address this, right? There aren't laws yet. So the laws, the policies are behind of the tech, like usual behind the technology. But I'm just thinking how many artists have, will have, you know, original work stolen um, and used elsewhere without any compensation. And, and how can we influence policy to, to create new laws that protect, you know, I'm wondering what that looks like. Have you, have you thought about that or do you have any idea of how that might happen? You know, yeah, I don't I don't know how you protect yourself against this because I I see my own stuff will pop up on YouTube or, you know, it'll be, you know, included in somebody's video, you know, and they just grabbed it off of, uh, you know, online somewhere like they probably, you know, pulled it off. I don't know if they pulled it off my website. I try and make it so it's hard to pull stuff off of mine unless you screenshot it. Um but, you know, I've, I've seen myself kind of pop up in places and I'm just like, well, OK, I guess it's harmless. But, you know, this chops up, you know, an artist's work so much that, you know, it's almost how can you say, well, OK, this little corner of uh, an image is something I painted 10 years ago and has been pasted and blended with somebody else's or, you know, combined, you know, one image might have, you know, 10 artists you know artwork sort of blended all together and i'm not an expert on how all this works but um i just don't know how you can defend against that or how you could you know have someone you know how do you stop somebody from doing it because it's almost like um you know you sample so much so much of a song before you have to pay for the whole thing you know i don't I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the line is, but it's really a slippery slope because, you know, as far as I know, my stuff's being chopped up and used in Mid Journey. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to just demonize Mid Journey, but, um, you know, whoever has a platform similar to that, 
you know, I don't know if my stuff has been taken and used and, you know, combined to make an image that, you know, I don't even know about. Um, and how would I know? Right. Um, yeah, I, it's a scary time. You know, you just, um, you just kind of have to hope that the novelty wears off at some point mm-hmm. and, um, you know, things just sort of normalize. And I kind of suspect it will, um, but it'll always be out there. And, um, a friend of mine at lunch made a really good point about, you know, what does this do for people like, um, you know, concept artists who, you know, that used to be their bread and butter to, um, you know, kind of take an idea from, you know, say you're working on a video game or, uh, or, a, you know, a film or something that just kind of needs somebody's words to be translated into images. Well, that's exactly what these yeah. programs do yeah. now. Yeah. So, you know, what happens to concept artists? You know, um, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of really heavy, you know, implications to something like this. And you, I, I just hope that, um, you know, people, you know, have a conscience about it and realize that this is, you know, this is affecting, you know, flesh and blood people, you know, as cool as it is and, and flashy and futuristic as it is, you know, it's, it's still, it's going to cost somebody, Yep. you know, um, you know, it's not, it's not free. Somebody's, somebody's. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and people aren't getting paid for it. And we have, you have to rise against the machines, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, I, I don't know how this works, but you know, maybe, you know, there's some way to, um, add in a digital coding to art that's online or, or when it's used, it triggers. I, I don't know how that looks either, but you know, definitely I, I hope that something is, is done to be able to protect artists and their original works. And, and by the way, I was looking at some of your art last week and, and I was like, uh, as always, I was amazed. I thought, man, you know, AI is out there. looks great. But the art that you're, that you have, it, Oh, it's, it's 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 amazing, and I know that maybe you don't you won't toot your own horn, but I, when I see the the, the colors, the the uh, it's like it's right there in front of me, and there's nothing that AI can do that, that comes close to that. It's just like everything else. It's it's still there's still well, that human. No, I'm I'm telling you from for for me, it's nothing that it cannot be replicated in terms of. And you can have AI and it looks great, but just for me, it's like. When I'm, I'm listening to music and, and but then I'll go and put on my vinyls and hear the little. Yeah, it's like that can't. I don't know. I, I may be biased. Call me, call me whatever. But I, I, I truly enjoy what I see from you on the paper. The the characters from the from the, whether it's Marvel or Star Trek or, or DC or, or, you know, even your, your models that you that you create, the three dimensional models and the detail and the time and the effort right? that those things for me are just irreplaceable. And, you know, I would just ask people to really support true art, support, you know, human made art. Um, because there's something special about it, which is why, you know, that type of work carries yeah. a, a lasting value and why, you know, it's been, you know, for fine art, it's been an investment and, and it appreciates in value, right? There's something to it, the time, the energy, the spirit, the soul that goes into that, and that, that can't be replaced. So I, I hope 
Absolutely. Yeah, I hope that yeah. we don't get to a point where that part is forgotten about and everybody just wants a, a cheap thing. Because then it's like, ah, whatever. It, and and I think that that yeah. may be the catalyst that brings it back to the human art, because then people are like, ah, whatever. It's nothing special about it. It looks nice. But OK. Well, you touched on something. You know, one of my critiques of, you know, the the A.I. Um, artwork craze is that there's there's a there's a quality of uh, sameness about everything where um you know one person's ai portrait looks exactly like somebody else's mm. um because there's sort of a, um there's a filtered look about it that looks um that just kind of looks uniform i had the same critique about you know digital art and you know i do digital art mm-hmm. too because sometimes you just it's just the only way to go you just don't have the time or there's not a budget to support me sending and painting something for 40 hours. Right. It's got to be done like today. So, you know, your only option is to go digital. But even that, I try to um, I try to get my own sort of character, even in digital art. You know, you're just using tools um, differently. You're just using different tools, but you, you still you want the artist's um, signature. It's, right. It's, his, his, you know, his, you want his uh, character to kind of come through. And that's the one thing you don't really get with AI artwork. Everything is just kind of the same yeah. right now. Yeah. And I don't know how long that will be the case, but right now, you know, everything just kind of looks the same. I know it looks cool. I've seen some stuff done digitally where it's just like, holy cow, I can't, I can't paint like that. I mean, it would take me. You know, I had to work on a piece for months mm-hmm. to get it to look mm-hmm. that good, uh, or approach looking that good. So, I mean, there are some advantages. You know, anytime you go up against a machine, there's going to be some. Um, you, you're going to be disadvantaged somewhere along the way. It's, you know, it's you know the machine just doesn't have the limitations that a human being does, but it also doesn't have. You know the lifetime of experiences and training yeah. and and all the things that an artist puts into his work. So I appreciate what you're saying about, um, you know, the individual kind of coming through. And you know, a lot of times too, you know, when you buy from an artist, you you're not so much buying um, their work as you are sort of, you know, supporting you know their journey and their story and their. Um, yeah. You know, just who they are as a person, because, you know, we put, you know, it's it's probably the most personal thing you can do to be an artist, because everything kind of filters through you, um, you know, um, and I'm, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a quote, and I wish I can attribute it to the right person, but I've heard it so many times, but like each painting, you know, is painted twice. You know, once in an artist's mind and the next time on, you know, canvas. And, you know, that's really true. Like, um, you know, I, I paint something or draw something. Um, it already exists in my head. I just have to put it on paper so you can see right. it. And, and um, so you're, when, you, when you support an artist, you're supporting a whole, you know, lifetime of, you know, learning to do what, what that artist does and that's just something um ai can't compete with at least not yet 
to the machines to become self-aware. And, oh, my then, goodness. Then it's a game yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, how about that? Yeah, man, th- those, th- this is some, some, some great work, great discussion here today um, on this topic. And, and again, folks that are listening, continue to support art, local art. Um, it, it's um, We don't want that to go away. We definitely want to support the lifestyle. We want to support the effort. Absolutely. Um, so important. I, I just appreciate you, man, for coming on the show. I was glad to be able to reconnect yeah, with you again on, on this topic. Um, you've been a great, great guest. Well, thanks, man. I hope I had something to say or contributed in some small way. But uh, it was fun, though. I appreciate you having me. No, absolutely. You contributed in a great way. I know my audience and and the vibe that and and the responses they have. They're they're definitely going to get something from this. We want to make sure that um, we we put your information on the description of the show. But go ahead um, for the audience and let let, let them know where they can see your art and um, how they may be able to purchase some of your pieces, originals and prints. Great, yeah. Um, well, you can see a lot of my work on Instagram, um, and it's Vivid uh, Fury um, is my, my um, is the name I go by. My website is vividfury.com, um, and my Instagram is L Reynolds Art on Instagram and Facebook. I have a Facebook page of that handle, and also my Instagram. Um, so if you're listening, please follow me on Instagram. I'm terrible at Instagram. So I figure I can at least get up to 13 followers after this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong. So, you know, any lift I can get from Instagram, that would be awesome. But, you know, on there, you'll see some of my published work. You'll see some, um, you know, um, personal pieces, um, commission work. And then, um, you know, some of my odds and ends, you know, you mentioned like my scale model work. I, I like to do like studio quality scale model stuff. Um, and then like my R2-D2 that I'm building, my, it'll be all like remote control. And I'll post pictures of it on my progress or, you know, you know my, um, on my action figure collection. Like I got these really high quality you know, action figures that I buy and I, and, um, I spend way too much money on them, but, um, you know, they're little pieces of, you know, little, little pieces of art, man. So I can't really resist it. They're so well done, but anyway, that's where you can see my stuff. Um, I've got, I just had a conversation about a show and, um, in May that, uh, it's too early for me to start promoting it like improper, but, once um once it's locked and loaded uh, i'll have details up on my instagram and it's going to be really cool so if you're in the dallas texas area or plan to be in may um this could be a really cool event for you so um stay tuned to instagram for details on that that sounds great guys make sure you you definitely follow him you guys are going to enjoy that page man there's some some great and some fantastic work i enjoy it um you know, some days I randomly just go just to look at it and, and marvel at the detail and, and just kind of catch check up on what you're doing. And, and it's amazing. It, it, it is truly amazing. You guys are going to thoroughly enjoy it. I, I know you will uh, make sure you hit them up. Well, I appreciate yeah, that. absolutely, man. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. And inquire, inquire about the, inquire about anything you see there. Um, you'll see a lot of stuff that's available for purchase or if you have an idea for something new and original. I'm always up for a fun commission. So um, that's always an option too. So um, like I said, if I can get up to 13 followers after this, I'll be 
I'll be more than thrilled. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get those thirteen. We're gonna multiply that, man. We're gonna get that, man. It's, 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 it's amazing. I appreciate you again, brother. I can't wait to to catch up with you. Hopefully, I'll get to uh, uh, get to Dallas and around that time and made it check out the show. And uh, thank you again. Oh yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. Yeah, thank you. Man. We'll bring it. the t- we'll bring the channel down, man. Do some live interviews. We'll we'll, we'll live stream or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll work it out. We'll see what's happening. Oh, yep. Yeah. Thank yeah. you again. Thank you to all of my guests around the world that are listening here and on other platforms. Again, this is Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. My guest today has been none other than the artist, creator, extraordinaire, Lawrence Reynolds. Be sure to check out his page. Continue to support live and local art. We look forward to hearing from you again. And remember, we always have something for your...